welcome to the Talk and Smash podcast. I'm your host, Matt Hetherington. I'm joined by Dan Ives. Um, have literally just rescued. We just started the podcast and I realized that I wasn't recording. So we're now starting it again for a second time. Uh, Dan, thanks for being with me. Thanks for doing a redo on the Let's beginning. Go. I'm buzzing to be here, Matt. I mean, we've, we've known each other for quite a long time now. Um, since really the beginning of Table Tennis Daily, which is now a dozen years ago, um, more than a decade ago, um, kind of showing our age a little bit here as well. Time's um, going quick. It's flying. It's fun for me to, it's, it's really flying. Um, yeah, so it, it was great for me to kind of um, do the outline for this podcast and to think about what kind of things to talk about. Um, and for me, it's just, it's really crazy about how Table Tennis Daily has evolved um, since the beginning and, and what it is now compared to what it was then. Um, so I think the best place to start, especially for some of the, some of the newer Table Tennis Daily people um, or people who are only recently familiar with Table Tennis Daily is to go all the way back to the beginning <laughs> um, and to talk about the inspiration, how it came about, um, your kind yeah. of table tennis career back then. Um, I got a cheeky smile out of him the first time I said it, but <laughs> say you're quite a promising player in the UK as a junior um, and obviously had some back issues. So um, yeah. maybe you can I mean, talk about how all of that kind of melded together. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think firstly, um, one thing I remember is I was obsessed as a kid when it comes to table tennis. It was everything to me. Um, still is now but like when i was a young kid training it still is yeah. <laughs> for sure yeah when i was young i would travel across the whole of london for two hours on a tube on my own to get to the training halls to practice and it's funny because i used to train with pocket rocket ume when i was 11 12 and 13 years old so it's so strange now that we we make videos together and we've you know it's really weird but um yeah so i used to travel across london and uh practice practice i'd finish school at 3 30 jump on the train straight to training. I'd go to school with all my table tennis equipment in my bag, you know, and just go straight to practice. And uh, yeah, I loved it. I was obsessed. And uh, when I was 16, I moved to the Bristol Table Tennis Academy. So it's kind of like one of like the national setups mm. in the UK. So we all went there, Tom the Frog, Tom Maynard, um, many of the players, Garth Kinlock, who we see in the videos now. So we all went there. Then when I got to 19, I was like, right, I want to go abroad to try and really take my game to the next level. So I went to a French club um, in Cannes and I was living with Marcus Madrid. So it was an amazing opportunity. So even then I was, right. very, I was very lucky to get that opportunity where I could hang out with Marcus Madrid, learn from him and, and trying to improve. And one morning we was doing uh, multiple, working hard, and I was trying to keep up with him. And I smashed the, I did a big smash shot and my back just like went and it was, the pain was ridiculous. And I don't know, I just could not get rid of the pain. I was seeing physios and a few months went in and the pain just wasn't going. And in my head, I'm like, oh my God, like, because I wanted to become so good at table tennis. I wanted to play for England. I, I wanted to just try and become the best I could be. And it was extremely frustrating. But uh, so I had a lot of passion mm. in trying to get back to playing but really weirdly uh, i started going to the practice hall and was just watching the players because i couldn't obviously play but there was andre Philemon in the training hall peter sarita marcus right. jimmy Devers, some some really really good players and i just started video recording them 
And I was like, this is amazing. Like people need to see this. Cause like back then you, YouTube wasn't very big. People didn't really see much practice footage of pra players practicing. We would just see them, you know, right, in tournaments. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. And I was like, this is, this is awesome. So I just chucked it onto YouTube and it like very quickly got like, I don't know, 10,000 views. And, and back then, like 10,000 views which, is- Okay, which was, back then was- <laughs> Yeah. Right. Huge. It was probably, yeah, it's probably like the same as a hundred thousand now. Like it was very strange. Like I remember when the first YouTube video got a million views and everyone was like, wow, there's a YouTube video with a million views, you know, it's very different back in 2008, yeah. 2009. So I started re video recording them, putting it onto YouTube and making some random videos. And I was like, this is fun. And I don't know what happened, but my energy for wanting to like play kind of went into that. And, and, and I was just like, okay. Oh, let's make another video, put it online. And people are commenting, hey, make more, make more. This is so cool. And then I was like, oh, I'm going to another training hall today. Um, Toriola's there. I'm going to record him, put that onto YouTube, you know? And I just kept snowballing. And I was like, oh, I'm just going to keep going with this. And then, yeah. you know, and, and you're just chasing like the next video and people are commenting. And obviously, thanks to everyone commenting back then, you know, like early on, like, hey, this is so cool. Post this, post that. And I started posting matches and stuff. And it and it kind of went from there. Um. So then, and I was, and during all this time, my back injury was still there. Like it was shocking. Like I was having MRI scans. Do I need an operation? And, and a lot of, cause I was only 19 years old. Everyone, all the specialists I saw were just like, we're not going to operate. You're too young. Eventually your back will get right. better. Yes. And you know, we know you love your table tennis, yeah. but we're not doing any operations. It's too risky. It's right near the spine. Just, you just have to not play. And eventually your ligaments and stuff will start forming build the strength, et cetera. Uh, so I just kept on making videos and, and obviously all these views on YouTube, I was kind of like, and this is when, again, this is when YouTube was very early, but I was kind of like, oh, I want to, I want to kind of like push these views somewhere, make, make a community somewhere. So I just, I don't know how it happened, but built the website tabletennisdaily.com um, and got a developer on a website just to make me this real basic version. I mean, I don't know if you probably remember the very early website, Matt. It was a bit buggy, lots of issues. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It was wild, but yeah. it was fun, right? I mean, back then, like, like, it was great. you know, yeah, was really like nowadays, great. yeah, cheers. Like nowadays, you've got to be like, websites got to be responsive. You know, it's got all these different things. But back then, it was just like, oh, people come sign up to become a member and let's just talk in a forum. And so, yeah. So when I made a video on it YouTube, it had a lot of personality. Yeah, yeah. You know, just everyone talking about table tennis, and again, that was kind of a new thing as well. Yeah. Is people sharing their table tennis experiences? So, yeah. Long, long version short, I, I love table tennis, still do now, and it just had a snowball effect from just trying to make more and more videos, basically, with with pros, and then obviously yeah. down the line. When my back got better, start making videos myself with Tom and et cetera. I was going to ask you next about, because you had the, the YouTube channel was kind of the beginning. And I remember the, the video of you playing with Marlin was like one mm -hmm. really big, big thing for your YouTube channel. Yeah, it was crazy. Um, yeah. 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 I remember that went nuts. Um, it actually went really insane yeah, in China. The, the forum. Yeah. So, okay. Oh, really? So, yeah. I, yeah. So, so like, yeah. So, so yeah. I wonder why uh, some random British guys took on Marlin. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that, that video, the Marlin video, Tom was playing in the English open in 2011. 
and Tom was like, oh, mm. my God, you should, you should see the training hall in here. There's Marlin training, Wang Hao, you know, everyone. And I was like, we need to get in there. This sounds amazing. So I remember we, we actually snuck through. There was like someone with accreditations, you know. We didn't have had no accreditations. We like, we, yeah, we snuck around, got in there. I know, I I know start- who you learned that from. <laughs> <laughs> what, yourself? <laughs> who needs accreditations? No, you, you le- I know you learned that from your dad. <laughs> oh, right, yeah. <laughs> the chairman. Oh, he always finds a way. Oh, yeah, in Vegas. That's what you're thinking. That's brilliant, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, get onto that. <laughs> really good old good. chairman. Yeah. Um, so we snuck in and I was with Lloyd Gregory and Tom and was and I started video recording Marlin training and some others. And I was like, this is gonna be great for the channel. So much good quality content. And this is before I even knew what copyrights mean and stuff like that, right? So you just record it, upload, have a great time. Um, yeah. I, I was in my shoes and jeans and I was just like, do you reckon Marlin would have a knock with me? Like if I just quickly ask him, we'll just get two points. It could do really well. And yeah, and I went, I asked him, he's like, yeah, no problem. I was like, okay. And I just grabbed Tom's bat and just, we played like some fun points. Yeah. Then put it on YouTube and it got the most views out of all the videos I'd ever, ever done. And I was kind of like, oh, there's actually something here where it's interesting seeing an amateur play a pro or just seeing that difference Yeah. and it's relatable. And, um, yeah. so I was, and so I kind of went on with that and then, and then that's when I started to try to do videos with the pros, um, because I f- felt like, you know, I remember when I was younger and I used, to, I used to be like, wow, what must it be like to play against T-Mobile or Karanga? What is, the, what is their shots like? Right. And so to make the videos to try and make it relatable for people. Yeah, you become like a, a catalyst for normal table tennis players to have like a bridge that goes from yeah. like where they are to kind of like being able to relate more with professional players. Like you can't yeah, really get so. that. You don't capture personality or things like that mm. from like, and, you know, ITTF before WTT. Of course. I think the difficult thing when it comes to like the player's personality stuff is we only see them at the tournaments and table tennis is such a, such a focused sport to play well. It takes a lot of concentration and, you know, so it's very hard for the players yeah, right. to, to do their thing. And they don't all have PR managers and stuff. And so they're kind of just at the tournament doing their absolute best to win the upcoming match. And then there's us lot jumping around like lunatics. I was going to ask next, um, because you kind of outlined the beginnings. Um, what do you think, if you look back now, how, what do you feel was like the big turning point um, from going from having like a, you know, a reasonably big YouTube channel and then like the beginnings of a, a pretty popular forum? What do you think was like a major turning point for you Um, in terms of like kind of claiming Table Tennis Daily as like a brand, like more Mm. of a like a a kind of tree with like multiple branches? Yeah. Um, I think one thing I do know. Apart from being an absolute workaholic. (laughs) Yeah, I was actually going to say like, I I mean, geez. Yeah, I, I work most days 18 hours editing whatever it is it's tables and tables is always on my mind it's 24 7 and it's a little bit less now since i've got a kid married and you know spending more time with my daughter and stuff and i'm thinking a bit more about work-life balance and all that sort of cliche sort of thing but right well you'll be in the dog box if you don't (laughs) exactly (laughs) but like um no, I, I, I work, I worked so, so hard all the time trying to make content and yeah, it's, the effort that goes into some of the videos is outrageous. Um, 
and traveling to all these places to get these opportunities to to film the players and vlog at events and you know i've had a, some a, a lot of amazing opportunities and to be able to like video them and show them to the world is what's been really nice and but yeah it's a lot of effort and matt, i know i know you as well matt you, you've traveled about a lot and, and and how tough it can be you know you go to an event and you wake up at 9 a.m on the flight and you've been traveling for 12 hours and you're straight in you know you've, you've not slept on the flight you're straight in filming editing it's just chaos half the time you don't know where your hotel is or you know you just you're just trying to get that yeah. shot and then you worry about the hotel later or whatever and it's insane but um yeah i love it absolutely absolutely love it and wouldn't change it for the world i guess the turning point is kind of when i was able to start filming with the pros and stuff i think it really connected like people's imaginations to oh what does this player use what does that player use what does that pl person think or and then it just kind of really helped mm. bridge the gap between the pros and, and the and the fans um so then did some videos of ittf and wtt and all and 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 you know, doing training hall stuff, I think really helped a lot to the channel. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, actually like bridging along even further, um, to the next part of it, which is honestly one of my favorite parts about table tennis daily. And I will be the first person to tell you now, I mm. don't watch anywhere near as much table tennis as we used to, cause we were mm. like, Back in 2011, 2012, it was like, okay, there's an ITTF tour event on. It didn't matter yeah. what time, what time zone it was in. The, the match was like three o'clock in the morning, one o'clock, five o'clock in the morning. It didn't matter. Like we were watching it. Um, obviously now, like I'm, I'm not going to do that now. Like I, we already have this problem going on and that's, that's with normal sleep. So, um, but yeah, I, I don't. I don't watch as much anywhere near as much as I used to, but mm -hmm. one of the things that I will watch religiously anytime an episode comes out is anything from TTD Super League or from the British League because love it. I love the sideline banter. I love like the cheeky commentary or like the comments from like, especially from your old man, from your dad, like yeah. everything that he says is like brilliant every yeah, single yeah. time. Um, <laughs> but I just, I, I, I really, I love what you've done with it in terms of like the nicknames, like people are like, Oh, that's the frog. Like everybody yeah. knows the frog. Like it's, yeah. it's just people have really, you know, it's given them something to, to kind of follow along with. Um, you know, it's team oriented. I just think everything about it is like, it's, it's like, I, I want to watch it. It's like an episode of like any kind <laughs> of TV show. Um, uh, thanks Matt. So my question is in that light, knowing that you kind of grew up with these guys and they've really become a part of like the core of table tennis daily now how did you come up with this idea like to, <laughs> to go from like, yeah, you're going like professional training halls yeah. trying to get videos of pro players. And then all of a sudden you're like pivot and you're like, you know what? I'm going to have my own team. I'm mm -hmm. going to make sure that everybody knows who these guys are and why yeah. they're like, also like, how did you come up with these nicknames? Like that, yeah. that's also like a fascination for me <laughs> as well. Sure. Sure. I, uh, 
It's a good question. I mean, just before COVID hit, um, yeah, just before COVID hit, uh, my brother stayed over at my house one night and I woke up in the morning, in, in early in the morning, and he was watching the TV, a YouTube channel. He's watching a load of different football teams playing, and they were like YouTube footballers. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, this is interesting. I just sat there watching, and I just had this spark. I was like, wow, because like, there's actually a lot of football um, YouTube channels out there. And they're doing great stuff. So they, there's different teams and they've got funny nicknames and stuff. And they've got, you know, they've got the numbers on the back and they're running around. And, and there's a lot of sideline right. stuff. In the, there's, a, there's like six in London, like YouTube channels. And um, I was watching it and my, I said to my brother, like, what are you watching? He's like, oh, this is the team I support. And I was like, really? Like we used to support, you know, Charlton Athletic or Man United or whatever. Right. He's supporting yeah, a U- yeah, exactly. he's, he's literally supporting a YouTube channel. And I was like, wow. And I was like, this is what we need in table tennis. This is brilliant. Like this makes so much sense because you can follow a team. Let's make a table tennis daily team and people follow the journey in a, in a competitive league. This makes so much sense. And I just started to just have this snowball of ideas. And I was like, right, yeah, we need to have nicknames. We need to have really good branding with the t-shirts, like the names on the back, the numbers, everyone needs to have their own unique number and stuff. And, um, we was already playing in like the British league in a lower division for fun anyway. And it was called the table tennis daily team. Mm. And I was like, why don't we just go to this British league with our cameras and just film it, like film the car journeys. Like I do miss the original ones we used to do. They were very, uh, rustic, unpolished. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 Rustic. Yeah. They were so unpolished. And, um, we would like record ourselves in the car driving down. Like, yeah, you're going to win today. Yeah. 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 And you got, I remember this. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And you got the captain saying like, you know, this is, this is, you know, this is the biggest match of our professional careers and stuff like this. So funny. And, um, so we're heading down and uh yeah and then we recorded the match and and, and then i obviously did a commentary on it and then again that uh, what happened where in a, like so during covid obviously we had no content we couldn't film anything where we used to film was shut and everything but because we had filmed yeah. the whole season of british league we kind of had like um like 10 videos that weren't edited a series <laughs> and so during covid i'm just ripping through editing it all with uh Tom Lewis, the good, good old editor. And we were just hammering through, editing, editing, remote editing as well and helping each other and just releasing it. Because everyone's at home during COVID. I think there's a lot of eyeballs watching YouTube. And it just, everyone was like, you know, yeah. we want more. This is hilarious. We want more. And um, so, yeah, coming out of COVID, we were like, right, now where do we go with it? Let's let's make more team videos. And yeah, so that's kind of what happened. Basically, I saw my brother watching YouTube, watching a, some football channels and it just went from there. And I just thought that, because I think with table tennis, you can look at a lot of other lover platforms, tennis tennis uh, channels and really? I don't yeah. know, squash. And you yeah. actually think, oh, do you know what? That's quite similar to us. Let's let's look at doing something similar. Um, yeah, so I think that's that, that's what kind of happened there. Um, yeah, and it just kind of went from there really. And we we were just like, right, who who could we get on the channel? And who do, you know, yeah. This, see, this is why I like doing these podcasts because <laughs> Like, nobody would know this. Like, yeah, how many yeah. people know that you were just <laughs> sitting on a couch watching yeah. football YouTube channels and you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to make a leak, boys. Like, <laughs> yeah. No, but what's really weird is in, in, within the first five seconds of watching my brother watching the channel, I was like, we are doing this. That is genius, Kyle. We need to do it. This is so good. And he's like, what? what? I was like, no, this content you know is what? brilliant. I'll tell you one thing. Um, this is like something that's come up with me a lot because um, a lot of people are like, I think now we're in kind of a very 
like social media and platform oriented era of the internet. And sure, I think table tennis people are finally getting to it where they're like, I can build a platform. Mm -hmm. I can make content. Yeah. Um, and like people will reach out to me and they'll be like, Oh, you know, do you have any tips? And I'm just like, yeah, like be consistent, like sh yeah. be consistent, like just, just survive. Like yeah, the longer yeah. you make it, other people yeah. will drop off. Like they, they can't maintain it. Mm -hmm. And I will always say like, if you look back and you look at the biggest platforms in table tennis and you look at people like Adam, Bobro, and yeah. Pongfinity and you, and maybe me, like my YouTube's not that big, but, um, the one thing that kind of connected all of us is yeah. we just kept going. Like we just yeah, started just and we never stopped. Yeah. Right. Um, but I think one of the, one of the things for me that separates you from the rest of us is that you always get these kind of like, just these little ideas planted in your head. And you always see them through like some mm. of the things that you've done. I mean, to create your own league is like, I can't even tell absurd. you. <laughs> I, 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 oh, so I can't imagine ever. Yeah. <laughs> I can't imagine having that idea for like, you know, what? I should start my own league. And yeah. then, you know, I think the next morning I would wake up and be like, you know, what yeah. a silly idea I had last night. <laughs> like, obviously I'm not going to start my own league. No you actually go and do it because that's just yeah. how you are. And you talk about snow, snow ideas, like snowballing, mm. like everything ends up snowballing for you. Cheers, but I mean, that's yeah, I don't know. Like, you, you, you in a nutshell. <laughs> yeah. Let's go do this. This would be great. Like actually some, yeah, some of the guys in like the team now are like, right, Dan, that's a great idea, but hold back a touch, you know? And I'm like, no, it'd be great. But um, <laughs> yeah. Um, but you're, you're right with Pongfinity, those guys have done fantastic. Bobro, yourself, like there's, you know, I think you're completely right in that. You just got to keep pushing through it. And, and it is difficult because sometimes things get in the way, like, you know, do I work? Do I, do I need to get a job? Can I maintain yeah. this? And there's a lot of that elements as well. It's quite similar to actually becoming a professional table tennis player. You know, players have to make the decision of, do I go all in and work, train full time and try and get a salary. And it's really yeah, difficult exactly. balance. Um, yeah. yeah. So, uh, but yeah, no, um, the T to the SL. So when, when we made our own league, it was ridiculous looking back at it. Wow. Like the, the effort. Oh, but what, <laughs> what happened was we were still in, we were still in COVID and me, Anthony and a few of the other guys, I think captain actually brought it up in a zoom call. This is when Zoom was so popular and everyone's just on Zooms, right? No more face-to-face. -face. And uh, yeah. Captain was like, I, I was like, oh, guys, like British League ain't, ain't going to be running now for another year, probably. You know, they've said now June and this is like last August. And like, you know, oh, maybe it ain't going to be to another year and we need content. We need to film the team. And Captain was like, have you not thought about making your own league? Let's just and I was make like, our own. That's brilliant. <laughs> and I was like, yes, let's do it. Let's just get, yeah, let's get eight teams and we'll just get a load of teams with fun nicknames and we'll get people that, that have always said they love the TTD team and let's get a load of cool players who have fun, exciting styles. Like we don't need to get all the top players, but like Chris Duran, fantastic top player, by the way, but fantastic style um, and yeah. just get as many people as possible who came on board. And uh, I remember... Oh, we were having to COVID test people coming into the arena and stuff. There's all these different rules and regulations. We had to have one team outside on a rotation. It was nuts whilst trying to film at the same time. 
but it came out it came out really well it was fantastic and uh i'm happy we did That's it and great. we learned a lot of good stuff yeah we learned we learned a lot of good stuff and um yeah now we're back in british league now we're in the premier division and uh yeah fight fighting hard um yeah <laughs> Well, I'm glad you're doing better in that than you did in season two of the oh, yeah. Super League. Yeah, it got quite strong. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, though, again, right, we were analysing it the other day, and it could, like, we lost a couple of one-set showdowns, and then there was a couple of matches where yeah. if it had gone either way, we could probably could have won it, you know. And even the first season that we won, we won that, you know, so close as well. It was so close, so... I mean, that's what makes it good to watch as well. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. It's like, yeah, and it's not, I tell you, it doesn't, it doesn't necessarily matter. Like it doesn't necessarily matter. Like if, if you have like top, top international players, yeah, just have like really, really close matches. A hundred percent agree with that. That's what we've kind of all realized as well is if you have close matches in table tennis, it's entertaining for someone watching. It's, it's, you know, and Mm. if there's similar levels and, yeah, uh, what it, what can be tough, and I think all the players have got really used to it now, is when you are in a close environment. Like, let's say you are in the fifth, and you've got all the cameras in your face, you know, and you've got chairman cracking jokes, and there's all the stuff going on. But at the same time, we try and maintain, like, yeah, we try and maintain that, like, professional, give your best approach. And it's somehow we've got the balance, I think, right, uh, where yeah. we can give 100%, yeah, but I also so. do the chat as well. And, uh, yeah, no, it's good. All right. Um, speaking of a balance of professionalism and ridiculousness, um, <laughs> we have a break segment now. These are these are my Uh-oh. favorite um, favorite parts, and I've kind of like I feel like I started off a little bit conservative, um, but last time in last time in my podcast with Sophia, I asked her to assemble a bank heist team from her teammates. Um, right. What I'm going to do for you, because you have Table Tennis Daily team, mm-hmm. is I'm going <laughs> to I'm going to ask you to assemble uh, your own fellowship of I'm calling it Fellowship of the Ping, uh, uh-huh. which is horribly unoriginal. Um, but you have to choose. I have a list of um, basically Lord of the Rings fellowship people, and you have to tell me which person from the greater table tennis daily team fits in your mind um so the first person is the ring bearer so Mm -hmm. basically frodo you have to yeah you have to choose somebody from table tennis daily who Mm -hmm. you would trust to save the world by bearing such a burden yeah i think it's the gaffer honestly I, I, that's, a, you can, that's a really good pick yeah no i think it's the gaffer he'd smash it like i i honestly like to be honest all the different characters we have in the ttd team they also bring a lot to the table when it comes to just actually making it what it is from editing from organizing the team players travel accommodation you know all this sort of stuff goes into it there's so much like the chairman one of his key roles is just setting up a venue right he gets there early he's with the tech guy they're running cables they're getting all the cameras up they're they're putting all the tables out the barriers there's so much like happening um like obviously when you watch the the film the video you're just seeing the actual play but there's a lot lot of stuff behind the scenes and gaffer gaffer anthony he is a beast when it comes to organizing stuff and i don't know um protecting 
He seems uh, like the like, kind of person that yeah. you could like rely on for anything. Like you could be like, Honestly. oh, careful, we need this. And, and he'd, yes. give, he'd be like, yeah, gotcha. Yeah, absolutely. No, he's that's the guy. He is fantastic. Carry, so carry, carry this ring to Mordor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, he would smash that. <laughs> yeah, he would absolutely smash it. No okay. one could take it off him as well. <laughs> he, he wouldn't Perfect. lose that. Okay, so yeah. the gaffer, the gaffer will be the ring bearer. Okay, well, the next part's important is the ring bearer's wingman. So mm-hmm. Sam, Sam Wise, who fills yep. the role of gaffer's support. Mm. This is the part that uh, I like the most. Just seeing yeah, yeah. people squirm under the pressure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm struggling with this one. Could it be? Because I need to know what other ones will come in later. I think maybe. Can I say myself? Yeah, of course. Yeah, I yeah, think. Gonna, yeah, you know, me, me. Okay. Yeah, I quite. <laughs> What'd you say then? <laughs> You'd be here. Right? Nothing. Carry on. <laughs> yeah, I think either me or uh, uh, Tom. Yeah, either okay. of us two. Well, you, I feel you can, like Gaffer. If you want to change things around. Yeah, maybe. Okay. Yeah. Let's go okay. with me for now. All right, for we'll, that we'll one. go with you for now. All right. The next, the next part is uh, is the guide. Um, now I've put in brackets here, Smeagol. Because, <laughs> first of all, may I point out that whoever you choose, this is not a physical choice. You're just picking somebody who is the guide for the ring bearer, not somebody just... who gives you golem vibes. Tom has a world-class impression of Smeagol. You should bring it into this podcast, list and boot it in. Very good impression. <laughs> <laughs> like it's spot on. Tom's, Tom should actually be a, an impersonist. He, he's unbelievable at doing impressions. For the pro players as well. So um, you'll have to get him on the show and then you can uh, get him to do some impressions. Just go through a list of impressions. Yeah, yeah, have, yeah. Well, just... I can just do another podcast. I'll have him impersonate yeah. you for the second one. <laughs> you can go and take a yeah. tea break. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Smeagol. Hmm. I'm going to go with Tom. Tom's the guide. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. Um, the wizard. So who's, who's your team? Going to have to give that to the chairman. Going to give that to the chairman. I think that's a good choice. Although he it's might the, come across as far- wisdom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Although he's, um, comes across as like epic banter and stuff he does maintain a good stability to the ship of the ttd team like yeah it's important but actually when he's not at the ttd team videos we're like oh there's no chair today you know and it, and it does help have that like yeah then i think about it it's good so yeah go chairman there all right the wizard um okay the next one is... should give it to the dane really for the wizard it's... shouldn't we well, you never know. There might be a, the next one I was going to do is the archer. Mm. I don't know how you would quantify this. Is there someone? With no, like I'd give the uh, yeah. I'd g- no, it's the Dane. I'd I give mean, Dane the Dane is the archer. Can hit the, he can do what he, he wants. Hit a winner with the end with his hand. The end of his hand. <laughs> yeah, no, it's perfect. Now I can't tell you what I've seen in the training hall. This guy, the Dane, he it's it's a joke what he does. Like it's outrageous. Like 
you know, you know, none of this stuff is set up as well. When we're doing these team matches and stuff, we're in real competition, and he pulls off the most ridiculous right. stuff. And what I found interesting that with him was when we did, point. yeah, match point, handle shot, passing winner. You know, eleven, ten, seven up in the fifth. Who does that? And we needed that match as well to get to the one set showdown. We were like, Dane, win this set. You're in the fifth. Win it. We want the one set showdown. This could get us a bronze. But actually, we were one set away from a bronze in TTDSL season two. But anyway, different story. Um, but yeah, where I was going with the Dane, when we did TTD team versus Team Sweden, which was really cool, and we're going to do more international matches as well with the TTD team, he was playing against Charles Morgard. And obviously, Charles is yeah. outrageously <laughs> yeah, is, good. Like the, the guys, yeah. And the Dane was kind of like, like when I play against the pros, when they when they go for it, I can't get back the serves. It's messy, you know, it's really hard work. Whereas Dane looked really comfortable. Yeah. You know, he was like pushing with no problem. He was blocking the first one with no problem. And I was like, holy hell. Like he's able to like kind of utilize his style even against the pros. So that was quite interesting. And hmm. when I spoke to him after, he was like, oh yeah, I trained with Trolls for many years when I was younger. So I kind of know his style and stuff. So yeah, he, he knows him well, but uh, Trade Dane is secrets. the archer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. Um, the next one is the Mad Axeman. So, <laughs> who your team should have given that to the gaffer? Yeah, yeah, that's the tech so guy. It's like somebody with a little bit, somebody barbaric. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bit of a barbarian. <laughs> yeah, mate. Oh, the ringer. That needs to be the ringer. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, the ringer. Graph. You gotta keep an eye on this guy. Yeah, yeah. He's, you know. One minute he might rip the net off in anger, or no, he's great though. The ring is ring is fantastic, and um, yeah, but he's uh, yeah, he just he just wants to win, you know. All right, we'll do one he, more. He's a beast. We'll do, uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, um, we'll do the. Uh, I don't know how to name this, but Aragorn. I mean, he's a swordsman, but he's kind of say like a future king. Yeah. I'm just thinking the previous one, I should have given that to the beast, maybe. Yeah. The As beast Gimli? is. Uh, that would work. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Ring, ring and beast are quite similar. I mean, yeah, I think the, the beast. Name the beast, even more so. Yeah, it's nice. Give that one to the beast. And then, yeah, the last one, right. the swordsman. Um, like future king as well, remember? Aragorn. Yeah. Like the king, king of men, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, I'm thinking, thinking. Um, Hmm. Pocket Rocket could have been the previous one as well, actually, thinking about it. Um, hmm. <laughs> I think the gap. Multiple I... options. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, every, everyone can fit in that one. Yeah, yeah, everyone can fit in that one. <laughs> I can put myself in that one. Um, every table tennis player can fit in that one, to be honest. Uh, yeah, I, I, maybe I think the, uh, the gaffer would have been great for this one. The gaffer is very steady. Uh, I don't really know for this one. I haven't got one. Mm. What about the captain? Oh yeah, the captain. Captain's yeah. Captain's I a great like shout. I feel like he always kind of is yeah. like the he's like voc vocal and like yeah. he takes the lead. No, he's with the, the yeah, team. of course it's the captain. Yeah, that's why he's the captain. Fantastic, great shout. <laughs> yeah, I've not I've not actually seen the captain much recently, so it didn't pop into my head because um he's got a bit busy at work and stuff and kind of took a little bit of a back seat with the team, um but he'll be back guide in the ship perfect all right so we've got gaffer is the ring bearer 
you are yeah, you're he's the not Samwise, losing that ring. The ring bearer's wingman. Uh, <laughs> we've got Frog for the guide, Chairman for the wizard, the Dane for the archer. We've got a mad tie for the axeman, but we're going to go with the beast. Yeah, and then the captain as the future king of men. This would I make a really good, a good cartoon uh, graphic. It's really nice. Can can yeah. we get like a cartoon graphic made of like the Lord of the Rings characters and put everyone's heads on it? It'd be fantastic. I could have a go. We'll try. I'm yeah. not making yeah, yeah. any commitments at all. My uh, my editing just... skills are. <laughs> In terms of now balancing back to the semi-professional, um, we'll move on. <laughs> we'll move on with the topic at hand, um, yeah. which is the continuing evolution of Toby Nassali. Um This was like, okay, if you talk about Super League being a huge idea. This like dwarfs that idea. Like this just oh, totally mm. overshadows it. Um, you decided to create an HQ building mm. for Tabletop mm. Daily. You, you, you. The amount of work that went into this, um, <laughs> you have a yeah. building that you've basically gutted the building and refurbished it. Um, yeah, to be done that twice over as HQ. well. Right, exactly. Because it's now you've converted it into a ping pod. Um, I mean, <laughs> you always, you talked about how it was a really, really big dream for you to have like your, your own building. Um, just, can we just go over like how this happened? Yeah. So because, you know, having a YouTube channel and, and a forum is one thing, but then having your own building, yeah, yeah. like the dude perfect of table tennis. <laughs> Yeah, try it. It does bring a lot more uh, things that you didn't know about and probably probably become an expert in health and safety in all these different things that happens when you have a building. But um, no, so me and Tom for many years was traveling to London where we had our small venue where we still have filming before, which was my uh, dad's old club and uh, had some girth flooring in there. It looked quite nice in the videos. It was just a single table room. Um, and yeah, it was just, it was real difficult traveling down there every week and trying to film and we go there and then the hall, we couldn't use right, it. Yeah. You know, it's really difficult managing all this. And I just said like, oh, one day we need our own venue. We can film in there 24 seven when we want to. We can do all the editing in there and, and have everything all in house with everything we're doing and cut out all this right. time we're losing. And yeah, and, and also at the time, like I was already doing lots of different coaching in Bristol where I live and there's already a big community of people in Bristol. And I always said to myself, if I had my own venue, I it, it would I would be able to edit and film 24-7. But also, the tables can be there for the public to use whenever they want. And right. I just thought it makes sense because Bristol has a big location, lots of players. And, and yeah, I was just like, at some point, I need to go for it. So just after COVID, I was kind of like, right. During COVID, obviously, I was at home. No one was doing much, and I just had lots of stuff on my mind. And I was just like, okay, how could I make this happen? How could I get my own venue? And at the same time, my dad moved to Bristol, and he's a construction person. Like, he's in construction, so makes buildings for a living and stuff. Create, create, makes buildings, creates, builds, builds buildings for a living. And um, we were just, like, looking at different warehouses and, and found the one we're in now, and it's just perfect. And we were just like, yeah, we could have a one-table setup for our filming, or three or four tables for practice nights. It would just work fantastic. And it kind of just went from there. And my dad 
did the initial build, we got it all set up and then, and now we have PingPod, which is fantastic because I love what PingPod are doing and, and the way they approach mainstream table tennis and the public is, is really good. So right. the merge yeah. is perfect. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's been pretty crazy. I mean, that, like, just comparing, like, if you do look back and think of, like I said in the beginning, like, looking back at the beginning of what Table Tennis Daily was then, it's like a mm. kind of a, a kind of fanboy YouTube channel of, like, someone who's really passionate about Table Tennis. Um, and then, like, a forum which as you said, you know, had like a little bit of a rustic vibe, but everybody in the <laughs> forum was like a diehard. And now yeah. it's like, it's crazy to think of like how it's evolved over like a decade and more um, mm. to the point where like you have your own HQ. And I think honestly, one of the biggest things that I was kind of like glad for you for was that you kind of started, you built up like a little bit of a team because I can't imagine trying to yeah. do all of that stuff by yourself. Um, no, I, I kind of find it's like actually with, a... with me, like the stuff that I'm doing is always like, it's, it's just me. And I'm like, there's only mm. so much that I can do. Um, yeah, exactly. Like every time, every time I kind of, you know, we talk about stuff or, you know, it, the, 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 the smaller number of times that we actually met and saw each other in person, yeah. I was just like, God, he's just always like, he's always in front of a screen editing something or like, like just <laughs> nonstop the guy. Um, <laughs> so, so like knowing that you have a little bit more of a team around you, it's kind of, yeah, I'm like, okay, this is, this is good for him. Like he needs this. Yeah. He's not going to go bonkers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. And actually since, since we've had the venue for sure, that's really helped create a really good team. Um, it's, it's been brilliant. And I've got a, you know, there's probably around 10 of us who are actively doing stuff at the HQ every week and helping Table Tennis Daily grow. Um, so that's really, really helped for sure. Um, whereas before, when we didn't have the HQ, it's everything split everywhere and, you know, no one's meeting in person and, and it's very difficult right. to manage everything. So it has really, yeah. really helped on that front. Um, yeah, so, yeah, you're right. It, on your own, it, you can only do so much and, yeah, even some of the events that we pull off, like I said, like you need 10 people to set up an event, maybe more. Actually, to be honest, we, we probably need 30 people to do what some of the stuff we're doing sometimes. <laughs> like we, even when there's 10 of us, we're like, ah, oh, there's not enough people right now, you know? Um, but yeah, so no, got some amazing people. Everyone that I just mentioned and more have been fantastic. And yeah, just been very lucky as well, you know, along the way to have the right people solve certain things, you know? Like the problem is, I think with the, like, I don't know, the HQ, for example, there's some things that can cost absolutely thousands, you know, I don't know, tradesman needs to come in and repair something. And, you know, yeah. the tech guy, for example, has been fantastic in helping us in a lot of the problems and coming up with solutions. And, you know, so we've avoided certain costs here and there, do you know what I mean? And so we're lucky that the team and my dad, for example, as well, who's construction. So yeah, been quite lucky there, but just got to keep going. And the most important, my number one thing for me at the minute is just keep going, like keep maintaining content. That's the hardest part. New ideas, well, this keeping things like, fresh. Yeah. yeah. This is the last part that I kind of wanted to touch on. Um, is now that you have all of these different things going on, like you still have the forum, the YouTube's still going crazy. You have the academy as well. 
mm-hmm. um, that you're making coaching content for and collaborating with players. Yep. You have, you know, the team in the British League, you have the Super League, you have the Ping Pod. Um, you know, somebody could look at that and be like, my God, like, that's so much stuff to deal with already. Um, mm. Unfortunately for you, I'm not a regular person and I know you. So I know that somewhere in your head, there are probably a handful of ideas that you still have left. Um, <laughs> is there anything that like, you know, obviously I'm not going to get into anything secret here, but is there, is there anything left that you want to talk about that, that you really want to still focus on and still develop for the future for Table House Daily? Like what, what could yeah. potentially be on the cards? Mm-hmm. Um, I th- uh, so yeah, the number the number one thing is is to keep maintaining the content and make it, and just keep it making it better, improving, editing, improve, just improve everything. Just keep the content going. There has been points where we've dipped and not released stuff for a little while because maybe a certain video took too long to make. Or but yeah, just improving yeah. the content consistency. Uh, that's really important. I want to maintain that. As you mentioned earlier on, you know, uh, the most important thing when it comes to make uh, doing content being a content creator is just consistency and just maintaining it and just keep pushing it and that's key so want to maintain that and build those workflows so the team being able to have other people be able to do some of the stuff that i can do and stuff like that and uh improving that output um and then one thing we really want to try and do is uh take on pongfinity i think that's been on the a lot of people have asked that for a long time uh in all, every single YouTube video is, hey, when you're playing Pongfinity, you know, it doesn't matter what we upload, it's when you're playing Pongfinity. So we want to get that this year. Might be coming, who knows? Um, and so that video, um, we definitely want to do that. And in terms of other videos, so I, f- I think I want to do more international um, TTD team matchups. So how we played against Sweden, I think that went yeah. really, really well because it kind of goes back to the early days when I played Marlin. You know, what's it like when someone plays this person and doing the whole five nil head start or whatever with a pro and you've got Dane versus, I don't know, Kranga. Be a cool video, right? And people want to see it. So as you mentioned, building the personalities of the other players of the team has made it now interesting for when, like I want to make a video, Pocket Rocket versus Kranga, backhand to backhand, first game to 11. Yeah. You know, I think it'd be yeah. so fun. Um and also, also want like to make a video. Show, you show like those players in a different environment as well. So it's like true. You don't usually see like okay, Trills is a little bit different because like he's always kind of he, he's an entertainer as well as a great table tennis yeah, player. But, yeah, yeah. You know, a lot of the players so you kind of like, know what he's like. The, yeah, like the tone of WTT is like it's quite still very serious. Um, yeah. So yeah. I feel like yeah, doing that kind of video, like the Sweden versus TT daily match, was like great because you kind of like project what your team is like onto their bench as well and then they kind of join they had a great time yeah Yeah. exactly yeah it was hilarious yeah it was so much great banter and Pear Gorel was hilarious wow it it was and Jens as well Jens is the coach that was just so many funny moments and uh yeah it was really good so I want to do more of those because I think that's also helping bridge the pro players to to the audience and and it's doing it a different way you know rather than me always yeah. let's say me playing against the pro but having tom versus a pro or or the others it just it's it's really good so i want to get more of those um 
which would be awesome. Yeah. So we've got a few of those discussions happening. So yeah, that and yeah. Perfect. Well, yeah. uh, this has been really great. I mean, um, it's always fun to like, you know, like I, I kind of, even for me, like I, I've kind of been in and out of table tennis daily. Um, I was like quite involved with it in the beginning and then kind of drifted away from it and come back. But you kind of, you always stay connected to it, like in a way. Um, and even, even like now doing this podcast and like actually, cause we don't really talk about this kind of stuff, um, in mm-hmm. our casual day-to-day conversations. So for me, like, this is great. Like, again, like I would ne- never have imagined that you were sitting watching YouTube soccer teams and we're like, we're going to have Super League. <laughs> this was like the, the, the pinnacle of this podcast for me. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. No, thanks, Matt. It's, it's so much fun and, and I love what you're doing as well. And this podcast, what you're doing is awesome. I think there needs to be more podcasts and table tennis, which will, again, reach out more to players and fans and enthusiasts and, you know, and, and just seeing other people's opinions as well, right? And it will help build um, discussions, which I think are needed. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, there's definitely some, so like slightly more controversial roads that I plan to go down at some point. Um, but generally, sure I've, I've been trying it. to, yeah, I've been trying to like have very open discussions. Um, mm. so, yeah, we'll see. Um, this is a, this is actually a really good opportunity for you to say something that, you know, reaches out to all of the, the, the table tennis daily community that have. Some have been there for, you know, a couple of months. Some have been for a, a very long time, over a decade. Um, so maybe maybe now's a good chance for you to say something or focus something to them as well. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I just want to, yeah, I would love to yeah, say massive thanks to everyone that's actually followed Table Tennis Daily over the years and commented and subscribed and got involved in the forum and the comments because it really helped come up, help us come up with ideas, you know, to also just keep pushing to make new content. I mean, that's, that's where I love it. it comes from the, the passion comes from the people, you know, commenting and, and having a great time. And like you said, early on with the forum, there was a really good community, really great set of people showing their progress in their game. And, uh, yeah, I think, you know, massive thanks to everyone really that's helped push table tennis daily and, and follow it and enjoy the content. Um, thank you. This yeah. was great. And, and we, we have another podcast lined up, so um, we do for everyone who enjoys this one, you'll be treated to at least one more. Um, cheers, Dan. Ooh. No, thanks so much, Matt. All the best.